Industrial Talk is brought to you by Palo Alto Networks. You've heard me talk about my friends at Palo Alto Networks. Zero Trust OT Security, delivering a comprehensive security solution for all OT assets, networks, and remote operations. But did you know that the Palo Alto Network solution provides over 1,100 app IDs for OT protocols, over 500 profiles for critical OT assets, and over 650 OT-specific threat signatures. Now that's best-in-class security delivered. Learn more about Palo Alto Network's zero-trust OT security solutions and how you can achieve 351% ROI over five years. Learn more about the Palo Alto Network solution by going out to paloaltonetworks.com. That's paloaltonetworks.com. Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go. All right, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're at. Welcome to Industrial Talk. Thank you very much for joining the number one industrial-related podcast in the universe, backed up by data and celebrates industry professionals all around the world. You are bold, you are brave, you dare greatly, you innovate, you collaborate, you solve problems, and you make the world a better place. We have a great conversation on the show today. His name is Stacy Henson, but he goes by the name of Spider. So don't, you're not going to hear me call him Stacy in the interview. You're going to hear me call him Spider because that's a cool cool nickname and we're going to be talking about the skilled trades and what does it take to get you know to fill that funnel of skilled trade professionals that we need to be successful let's get cracking spider spiders in the house great conversation and you know what if you if you have an individual that is nicknamed spider he would be it just because he's just got a lot of spunk to him there's a lot of real passion in his heart and uh, brings a tremendous amount of insights and skills to the conversation. Spiders in the house. I just like saying that. All right. couple of uh, points of work. Industrial Talk is there for you. Industrial Talk is a platform, an ecosystem, an expanding ecosystem of industrial professionals such as yourself that need to, ex- well, communicate and need to uh, amplify your voice and need to create the content that is necessary to help the industrial community. And that's what industrial talk is all about. Just go out to industrialtalk.com and you say, Scott, I want to be a part of it. Okay. Click. Let's chat. There, there's a button. That says let's, let's chat. And you'll be talking to me. And then we can just figure out, okay, let's get you on a podcast. Let's, let's think about getting you in a webcast. Let's do that. Let's expand the conversation. And then um, let's see about getting you in the LMS and being an instructor, being one of those professional instructors that are out on the LMS. Because the way it sort of works here on an industrial talk, you got, you've got the podcast, which has – which is great, don't get me wrong, but you can only go so deep in a podcast. And then you've got the webcast, which you can go deeper from a content perspective, deeper, and then be able to do some handouts and things like that. But the LMS, 
You can go as deep as you That is truly learning management system. It's the industrial academy. That's where we just, you know, take a time, rewind, do it, do it again, download and learn. Right now we have a number of courses out there in marketing and sales, business development, leadership. We're getting uh, more for operations and uh, technology because technology is a big deal because I always talk about innovation and technology is a part of that. But it's, it's all geared toward you and your success. And that's what's important. We need you to succeed. We need industry to succeed because you're that important. You just are. And to do that, you got to get your, your message out there. So go out to Industrial Talk. Say, Scott, let's connect. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation. And I'm good. Well, it's me. You know, you go on my website and, and it's not uncommon for me to get on the instant messaging and beep, 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 beep. hey, it's me. Can I help you? It's right there. It's easy. Technology right there at your fingertips. All right. Spiders in the house. Azo is the company. Material handling is what they do best. They're, they're a leader in a material handling. And, um, and this is really a great conversation around the skilled trades and what is expected the opportunities that exist out there, and uh, Spider does a great job at, uh, you know, communicating that. So enjoy the conversation with Spider. All right, Stacy, welcome to Industrial Talk. His, he goes by Spider, so I just had to start out with Stacy. Now I have to go by Spider. So from this point on, he's Spider. Get to know Spider. There you go. Awesome. How you doing? I'm good, Scott. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for being have have to you know yeah. and you're up in south dakota currently in south dakota on a project um doing a powder conveyance system for uh, a, a dog food manufacturer putting a season in there no kidding really yes that's sir. pretty cool yeah yeah that's one of the aspects i really like about this job is um huh. is uh being able to see the new technology and type stuff and answers a lot of questions of how did that happen? Or who put, who puts that in there? You know, and the first thing that came to mind is like, how do you come up with a flavor profile for a dog to eat with a test market? This has X amount of other flavors in it, and then they like it. And I don't know how you do that. I come up don't with that recipe. We, we've got uh, they create the recipe, and I put the system in. And whenever the recipe calls for five different ingredients, we send five different ingredients over, scaled up. Yeah, and and. and in the amount that is necessary, in the proportions that are required to to you know ensure quality, and it's just it's not. What's the name of the dog food company? Is it somebody that I would know? It's a Royal Canin company. Uh, okay, very good. okay yeah. very good, man. That's just see. Yeah, that's... I'm already. I haven't even asked what you do or that or give the later, and I'm already off on. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, it's um. This is my fourth project up here. It's the fourth phase. Uh, we just wrapped up another uh, a competitor, actually Hills Pet Care in Kansas City. We just finished that project up back in the summertime, and it was basically the same. It's another powder seasoning system for that company. So, isn't it expansion or or is it a retrofit? Uh, Kansas or City, like Kansas City was a new facility from the ground up. No kidding, um, Greenfield. Hmm. The current project that I'm on now is uh, we're adding on to an existing plant that they built uh, maybe four or five years ago. So we're just adding on. This is the fourth phase of this project. See, and then again, I'm always thinking about now feedstock. It's like, 
What's the feedstock? Where, where do you get that? Who, who makes that? Right. Yeah. yeah. Where does oh, that I don't come? know. I don't know, but I want to know, you know, my kids, I got two small kids and we'll go somewhere and, and I'll tell them things that, that I do and, and products. And, uh, you know, if they see, uh, a Hershey chocolate bar. My dad worked at that company. To work no on that Hershey chocolate way. Bar, so. Yeah. See, my kids just said, uh, eh, whatever. <laughs> that, that, that train left the station long ago. <laughs> uh, my kids love it. Have you, have you taken them on tours of uh, facilities? Um, I have not. Uh, I've not had anything close enough to the house that uh, uh, I could get them to it. Cause you know, most of my work is, uh, six to 12 hours away. Uh, yeah. I do have a couple of customers that's within hour, hour and a half, uh, but I've not had an opportunity uh, with one of those customers here in the last couple of years to get my kids there. But Because that's fun. We'll get them out somewhere. Yeah, I would give my kids tours of uh, facilities that I was at, and, and, you know, I'll geek out. They start over getting overwhelmed, but I still geek out about that stuff, you know? <laughs> right. Oh, it's, uh, yeah. When you're in the construction world, it doesn't matter where you go. I go to Las Vegas and I'm just blown away with the, the craftsmanship and the type of work and the technology that's coming down the pipeline. And, you know, you see that stuff when you work in these trades about everywhere uh, you go. Yeah. Uh... You know. I don't know how you keep up with it. I mean, and, and it's all an improvement and it's all, focused on optimization and quality and and it's just better and better and better but see still haven't had the conversation about who spider is who's spider oh. <laughs> give us a breakdown of who spider is well uh spider is a, a 55 year old uh 33 year master electrician um originally from benton kentucky i'll reside now in uh goreville illinois southern illinois right at the edge of the shawnee national forest um, I work, uh, for Azo Incorporated out of Memphis, Tennessee. Now we do pneumatic conveyance. Um, I'm a senior field service technician. So my job consists of, uh, installation supervision, troubleshooting, uh, training, um, uh, and sometimes even putting stuff together with just mechanical aspect and electrical aspect of some of the parts that we do install. You're in the trenches. I'm in That's the trenches. You're, yeah. you're in the trenches. You're not you're not hovering around from a macro perspective thinking, hey, this is great strategy. You you actually are in the trenches doing the work. Yeah, we're out here slaving, getting it. Yeah. yeah we're we yeah. kind of like uh we jokingly say we're kind of like SEAL Team Six. We're the ones that come out and we take whatever boxes they send and whatever parts and we make it work somehow, some way. So <laughs> see again. We're gonna we're gonna have the conversation, but again, I'm I'm a uh, uh, little ADD action here just because I'm I'm more intrigued with the. Uh, so when a when a customer says Azo's the provider of uh, our solution, we've we've gone through the RFP, we've done our due diligence, and we've selected Azo, and for handling our material and all of that, whatever you know. Yeah. Um. Do. Do you put it in? I do not actually physically put it in. Typically, we've got a contractor or the, uh, or the, the, the plant has their own contractors that's lined up to do the work. So I'll come in with a set of drawings and we'll lay it all out and come up with a game plan of uh, where to start with that installation. And then we'll start working our way through um, pulling the parts. Uh, I try to stage uh, all the parts. So if the construction guys are working on uh, 
putting the back to uh, putting together a, a big bag station. Then I'll spend a day or two beforehand and try to pull all those parts and have them staged to where when they get ready to do it, I have everything laid out and all they've got to do is pick the parts up and put it together. They don't have to go around looking for anything. It's all there. So but that's you, my goal. You, handle, you, you sort of uh, project manage that. Yes. Yeah. Do yeah. you, do you in that project management mode, do you QC it and saying, yeah, you did it. No, you didn't do that. Right. That is part yeah. of that. Uh, some of that is uh, could be some engineering aspects of problem shooting because just because it looks good in AutoCAD, doesn't necessarily mean that the real world is going to play nice. So there's there's always challenges. There's always hurdles that we've got to jump through and fix and problem solve any issues that come up or or get another team that that would tackle it from a deeper aspect. So where, where, where do you get it? Let's say in the AutoCAD, just you, you sit there and you talk to the client and you're saying it needs to look like this and here's the drawing. This or the everything that you need to have associated where do those so nowadays, parts get manufactured in the new days uh i'll say uh we have uh we have the convenience of 3d modeling um mm -hmm. nowadays we've got ipads that we can take out and you can function with the 3d just as an animation and that really helps the guys get a picture a visual of what it's supposed to look like when it goes together and that helps them from the installation phase of, you know, whenever they go to piece uh, a piece of equipment together to know what it's supposed to look like. So that's that's the advantages of the things that we do nowadays. In the old school, we just had a maybe two sheets of a drawing, a 2D drawing. And mm -hmm. and even from uh, my aspect, sometimes I would even struggle trying to figure out how that stuff goes together. But Who manufactures those parts per the specifications on your AutoCAD? So... Um, I guess from uh, the purchasing side, once the a company comes up with an idea, they want to we yeah. want to put in some equipment to transfer products A, B, C, and D, and from a rate of however, how many pounds right. an hour. Right. Then we'll get together with the engineering team. They'll develop the equipment and engineer it with all the rates and so forth, and and submit the quote. And if we get the quote, cut us a PO, then they'll start building all of our equipment in Germany. Uh, we ah, are a German based, we are a German based company. Um, so all of our equipment is built in Germany. Um, awesome quality of workmanship over there. Uh, most of the time, uh, the stuff that comes in, we just put it together. There's a lot of a lot of times that we have the minor hiccups. Um, they do happen, but they're just not that often anymore. Once you install the the equipment or the specifications uh, from the client, uh, you go in and test the system and then you tweak it to get it to or dialed in the right way. And that's where you, you, you and your team, you know, delivers the, the quality. Correct. So I'll do installation supervision most of the time. Yeah. Uh, depends on how my services are sold throughout the project. But if I'm there for a uh, full time for installation supervision, as soon as uh, uh, the, the electric is done and then the pneumatics, then uh, we'll go into the checkout and commissioning phase. So then we'll go through and uh, uh, tap in with a computer and, and make sure that this limit switch works and it's the right address. Then check that motor, make sure it rotates the right direction. Uh, all the valves that need to align up to, to, a, to do a transfer pneumatically. So we do all of that checkout. Uh, we'll do the dry runs. And then uh, once the dry runs are complete, I'm ready to put some powder in. Let's start moving some powder slowly. And then we'll tweak those settings and dial those speeds up until we get to an optimal uh, transfer rate. And that usually matches what the transfer rates that we originally quoted. So 
that that's part of the commissioning phase. And then once uh, we kind of finish up with commissioning and we're ready to turn it over to the production team and start running production. And then we'll probably sit and watch it for a couple of weeks just to see if there's any tweaks or little gremlins yeah, in we need yeah. to take care of. So this brings up an interesting challenge. Uh, you can't, let's put it this way. A lot of people are dealing with uh, resources and finding the right tech, uh, uh, skilled individuals. And this is a classic example of how you can't automate what you just described. You no. can't, it's, you know, it's arms and elbows and all of that stuff, getting into the trenches and doing what needs to happen to ensure that system is operating properly. Now it might be automated and, but you still, it is, but, but still that, that guy that's in the trench, um, he has to have a, a, a tool bag full of talents, you know, to do the position that I'm in, uh, you need to have an electrical background, industrial. You need to know pneumatics, mechanical. Uh, you need to know how to problem solve and and all of those bells and whistles that come with the trades. And then on the other hand, you need to, um, you travel for a living. You're gone every week. You're out holidays and anniversaries and you're missing the kids' ball games and this kind of stuff and eating at restaurants every night. But to find and marry those all into one guy is nearly impossible to find that individual anymore. Uh, the times have changed. The, the, the workforce is changing. Um, you know, we can find electricians, we can find mechanics, but do they like to travel? Do they like to stay gone? Uh, do they like to work, you know, a boatload of hours? Because in this position, I, I don't have the luxury of, of eight to five. You know, I, I'm, I have to do my work whenever a plan is shut down or whenever they can give us time to go down. And it could be three o'clock in the morning, Christmas Eve night, you know, it, we are the, we, we are the people that has to do the stuff that no one else wants to do. So time. with that, with that challenge, you're, you're really trying to find this unicorn, this yeah. unicorn that exists out there. And that's, that's, that's a tall order. So it, it was a tall order like 10 years ago. It's nearly yeah. impossible in this day and time. So how does, how does Azo address that? I mean, because you still need them. You, you need people, you need individuals, you need the human uh, interaction. How, how do you, how do you approach that? Do you, do you it's say, a, Hey, it's we a can nonstop, train. It's a nonstop issue. So I've been with Azo for 17 years and we are constantly trying to find the next field service guy. It's nonstop. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's a few out there and, you know, they may jump on board and sometimes they last, sometimes they don't. Sometimes it's really not their cup of tea, which is OK. But, uh, yeah, that that's getting to be a harder task to find an individual to do this type of work. Um, could you could you theoretically. Uh, find the individual that's willing to travel and train. The other side. Well, that's. Kind of, but it, it's hard to teach. Um, it's hard to teach a guy to be an industrial electrician out here on the road trying to do this type of work. Yeah, he he really true. needs to have that kind of background. He needs to have that kind of knowledge and how to how to already uh, rig switch gear and and run a fork truck and lift stuff up and how to you know do all that stuff and do it safely. Um, Oh. Is another thing, you know, and that brings on a whole nother chapter. Yes. Being safe and then trying to do this job as well. You know, I, I'm an old school guy. I, I came through, safety wasn't as big a concern as it is nowadays. And 
And uh, I, I believe that 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 type of training is essential to, to know how to, to work in unsafe environments, but safely. Uh, meaning, you know, nowadays we have arc flash protection and we're supposed to be suited up with the goggles and the helmet if you're going to open an electrical cabinet. So now we're teaching today's electricians that subconsciously that panel is already dead. You know, you're going to open it up. You're going to go in there and work. It's dead. I come from a world, you open it up, you treat it live until you know otherwise. And I don't know that we're teaching those kind of talents anymore about, um, uh, treating everything as it is a hazard. You know, when you start giving these safeties and, and if you're going to work on it, you don't have to, if as long as it's dead, but. Yeah, you can't, you can't theoretically bubble wrap everything. I no. mean, it's just, you gotta, as a lineman, you know, you're climbing towers and you, 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 you understood the dangers and that's a don't touch and you know, and, and, and you just knew it. And we didn't have people just falling out of the sky off no. of towers. <laughs> no, I we think it's uh, part of society today is everything is just kind of bubble wrapped and we're yeah. worried about people's feelings and you know, all of that jazz, but it's uh, luckily I was fortunate enough to come through a time when I got to work with the old timers from the old school days and yelled at you and said that you had to you had to drink black coffee yeah <laughs> don't put cream in that you know i never did smoke <laughs> but you know i work around a ton of guys that used to smoke the the non-filtered camel cigarettes when i worked <laughs> in the river industry you know and uh i picked up language and habits that were not very good so <laughs> it's but easy they were good times yeah it's easy yeah i had the same um fond memories of the of the individuals that I worked with as a lineman. Um, yeah. They yelled at me because I deserved it. Yes. Yeah. And, and you know, that needs to happen. You know, when you're out here and you're trying to tiptoe to, you don't want to get in trouble for hurting somebody's feelings. But you know, when you come through the world that I came through in those years, mm. you needed to be yelled at. That's, that's an attention getter. And you don't forget those lessons when you have to pay that price, you know? So I, I was yeah, fortunate yeah. enough to come through the, the, the time that I did. Um, yeah. So what do you do? What, what, how do you address the, the realities that exist out there in the marketplace for skilled talent? I mean, what, what, I mean, outside of the fact that you never stop looking, you just, it's, it's like our analogy of uh, the washing machine. You just buy parts. You just yeah, buy parts exactly. and put them on the, uh, the shelf because that that washing machine's going to break eventually you just yeah, have an inventory you just keep uh, watching it, 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 it's a constant it's a constant challenge looking for the next guy or the next yeah. person I'll say you know nowadays I, I work around uh, females that are just as qualified as any guy and uh, there's no reason that I'm not doing anything that a female couldn't do I mean most of them weigh as much as I do uh, maybe even a little more in some cases but yeah uh, it, it's not strenuous work but it's work that uh, that takes a little brain thought, uh, yeah, some problem so solving skills, yeah. and you need to have some electrical background, mechanical background, in order to uh, figure out how things work or why it's not working. So, do you, but do you guys ever? Yeah, do you ever consider a, an apprentice program? Like, you know, come work with Spider and let him yell at you for a little while. I think they have entertained that idea. Um, again, it's this is the type of job you really need to know that stuff coming into it, like the industrial side of the, you know, electrical or mechanical, uh, that stuff they don't teach in college. You know, you can't go to school to learn how to bend a piece of conduit or realize that 
that's too many wires to go in a conduit. You know, there's things that only the job site can teach. Mm. And it's it's best to have that background coming into this. Now, one of these days, and I am afraid that these days are coming with the type of workforce and the type of um, people that's in the workforce or that's coming into it, um, uh, we're going to have to adapt to a, to a degree, I think, of uh, the knowledge base and either start teaching it ourselves or hopefully yeah, we'll see, find I, the next guy or, you know, or we're picking um, – uh, employees that's going to be on the, the 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 up in years you know we may have to be 50 year plus people as opposed to somebody that's in their mid to late 20s you know you'd love to find those guys and you know you can teach them it's it's one thing to know about electrical mechanical and all that but there's a whole nother world when you get into my company equipment the azo equipment on the specific types of equipment and how to pneumatic conveyance and troubleshooting pneumatic conveyance you know that's I didn't learn that as being an electrician. I had to learn that when I went to work for Azo. So there's just a ton of stuff that you need to know. Seems like there's a a, a portfolio approach of finding the right people. You, I mean, you've got the the technical colleges that are teaching something, right? Technical college, and there there there's a pool there that probably has a, a desire to learn more. And then you talk about the apprenticeship program. If you had something doesn't have to be big, you know, it could be something. And then finally, you know, the approach of just constantly looking, just here, there's a new person. Let me stick them on the shelf. Yeah, We'll use them. That's great. That type yeah. of thing. Well, currently we've got uh, four field service guys and we're always on the job site listening to the next electrician that's ready for a change or, you know, that's <laughs> get out and see the world. So we're not opposed to uh, trying to track down somebody else and maybe offer them a better position. Cannibalize, better cannibalize your customers a little bit. Like, there's <laughs> that electrician there. Exactly. Yeah. But and actually, that's where I came from. I was an uh, industrial electrician for an electrical contractor for 17 years, and I had done uh, three projects from the electrical side, uh, construction side for Azo, and uh, I was ready to make a change. I had gotten to a point where uh, I had accomplished so many challenges and big challenges that the drive was, I was missing that drive anymore because I had done yeah. so much. Yeah. And when the challenges were kind of gone and I go back to just the mediocre stuff, I, I was getting bored with it. So I was ready for a change. Yeah. Um, back in my younger days, I used to rodeo and ride bucking horses and travel the world. And I really liked that lifestyle of traveling and yeah. being in different places, meeting different people. And, when I kind of retired from that back in the early 2000s, um, there was a void there that I could tell my personality and my demeanor at home was changing. So yeah. once I had an opportunity with Azo and I decided to, to, to jump over, then it kind of put me back out on the road and kind of in my element. You know, yeah. it's it's it takes a certain type of person to, to take this kind of job and, and all the yeah. aspects that come with it and enjoy it. And I do. I really do enjoy the stuff that I do. See, I I. I, I hear you, Spider. And at the name like Spider, of course you're riding Broncos or whatever you're doing. You have to. It's it's I think it's a law. It should be if it's not. It should be. It should like uh, if you name your name Spider, you need to be riding Broncos. Yeah. If I could say that. Absolutely. <laughs> but no, I, I agree with you. But that's a challenge. But it but Azo's the the kind of company that can attract top talent just because well, we've got people like you and others within azo that uh that makes sense i i mean yeah it's it's it really is an awesome job um 
it's a good living. It's, it's a good package. Um, I, I get to work. One of the, the perks for me, I feel like it's a perk, but one of the big perks for me is, is I get to work with the newest technology and stuff that's in my market. Yeah, yeah. And not only do I get to work with my stuff, but even on this job site, I'm around probably 20 other different vendors that are doing the same thing that I do in their field. They've got the new technology. So I get to see the new canners and the new, uh, process of how they sterilize yeah. you know, the cans and, and the mix and the, the whenever they bring the frozen meat in to mix it up for the dog food i get to see that process and how that's transpired throughout the years because i have been in this business uh, in the food industry for 30 plus years so I, i've seen a lot of things in the food industry and it's really evolved so i, I that's do cool that's see? really interesting to me see i i could it's like uh how it works or what's that yeah how it works uh lifestyle I, I i could if i could make money just traveling around and seeing how things work well i'd be in my element absolutely yeah so fun okay so somebody's listening to you and they're saying i like what spider's saying how does somebody get a hold of you spider well uh I've got a cell phone that's my number is 270-703-1174. I have an email address, stacy.stacy.hensonhenson at azo.com. Uh, so I'm open for phone you calls. Do, 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 you do, uh, do you do LinkedIn? I do do LinkedIn, kind of. I haven't dove too deep into yes, it. Yes, you do. I've got a profile page and the resume list at the bottom of all my accomplishments and so forth, but I don't do a lot with it, I honestly uh, Okay, well. All right, listeners. His name is Spider, a.k.a. Stacy. No, his name is Stacy, a.k.a. Spider. That's the way <laughs> it's supposed to roll. Yes. And uh, you need to reach out to him if you have any interest in uh, having a conversation with uh, Spider. I highly recommend Great company, Azo. Great individuals like Spider working for the company. So make it happen, Captain. Reach out. It'll all be out there on Industrial Talk. So fear not. You'll be able to get a hold of Stacy. You are wonderful. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Spider. Appreciate the time and energy and effort. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. All right, listeners, we're going to wrap it up on the other side. So stay tuned. We will be right back. You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. All right, Spider Henson. Didn't I tell you? He delivered. He delivered on on the topic of skilled trade and how do we how do we get them more involved? What do we do? How do we fill that funnel? Solutions. And yeah, it's a as as you can tell, it's a challenge. But he's up to the task. Azo is the company, material handling. And and I highly encourage you, you're saying that really spoke to me. Reach out. Get a hold of Spider, figure that out because there's great opportunities that exist there. Industrial Talk is that platform, that platform that needs you. Amplify your voice, create that opportunity for you to create and to be successful going forward. That's all we do. That's what we're all about. We want you to succeed. Engage with me. Go out to industrialtalk.com and say, let's talk. I'm there. That's me. You'll be talking to me. Be bold, be brave, dare greatly. Hang out with Spider. Change the world. We're going to have another great conversation shortly on Industrial Talk, so stay tuned.